Welcome to another episode of Gain and Retain 365, where our goal is to educate and motivate aspiring entrepreneurs. Today we have a very distinguished guest, and I will allow him to introduce himself. Peace and love, everyone. My name is Dr. J. Master Barber, uh, originally from Arkansas, Arkadelphia, Arkansas, now residing in Dallas, Texas. Uh, the founder of Master Barber Grooming Lounge and the founder of Master Barber. Uh, also team member of Exotics um, and many other companies as well. But that's just, you know, the foundation of what it is. Nah, what's up, baby? Appreciate you, brother, for having me on the scene. Hey, man, I appreciate yes, you for taking time out your schedule, man. It means a lot. Yes, sir. Appreciate it. Yeah. Blessings. How's your day going so far? It's going great. Been busy. Okay. But, uh, can't complain. It's a great day. Busy is always good, man. Yeah. 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 That's what's up, man. Um, so it's been a minute since I talked with you, man. I want you to catch me up, man. Feel me in on what's been going on with Dr. J, man. Uh, so, well, recently uh, I've been working on my online academy. Okay. So I have the uh, uh, Master Barber Academy uh, about to launch this fall. Uh, right now I've just been putting out some courses here and there, but it'll be a full uh, Master Barber University. So you can go from um, learning the the basic edge up to uh, all the way to an enhancement to permanent color. Wow. Um, soon you will be able to get your hours through this curriculum as well because I'm also working on the Master Barber Academy as well, which is a physical school. Okay, okay. So uh, our first location will be out here in Frisco, Texas. Um, we'll open up next year. So right now I've been really working on that. But um, over the last few years since I've been in Dallas, I do have a a lot of things I've been doing, but that's, you know, currently, that's Perfect. what I'm working okay. on. Yes, hey, and that's, that's next level, man, especially in this in this direction we headed, man, with so much online learning, man. Yes, sir. You know, after the pandemic shut everything down, people went went crazy because they couldn't go to school in person. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. you 10 steps ahead, my guy. I like that, man. Yeah, you got to, you know, one thing in the barber industry, in, in, any, in any industry, you got to try and stay ahead. True. You know, so the thing about me, for those who have been following me or those who do know me, I've always been ahead of the game. So I, I remember being in Arkansas, being in Little Rock, or just my hometown, Arkadelphia. I was like the first one to, to you know, do enhancements so or the first one to really, you know, master the razor. Uh, uh, being in Little Rock when no one was going to hair shows, I was going to hair shows, going to Bronner Brothers. Yeah. I yeah. literally might have been myself and my two other people from Arkansas was at the shows. Yeah. So going out there and putting yourself in those positions, I was able to come back you know, bring new things to my state, right. be ahead of everyone, right. and really revolutionize the game. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So it's always about, uh, uh, it's always about staying ahead. It is. You what, know? What uh, I like, man, you, you go out, you learn new things. When you come back, you actually implement them. Absolutely. You don't just sit on the information, you use it. Yes, sir. Yeah. Yes, sir. Man, so bro, how long have you been in this industry, man? When did you start cutting hair? Uh, well... I've been cutting since I was 12 years old, actually. Since you was 12. I know a lot of people had that, that age 12, right? Yeah. You hear that a lot. Like, I do, I do. People say 12, I think 12 is like a, a golden number for a lot of people. Yeah. Uh, but I really was cutting at 12. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of people yeah. might have been cutting like one or two people. Yeah. I was really chopping at 12, yeah. you know what I'm saying? So for me, man, honestly, it was a blessing um, that I didn't even know that I had. Uh, my mom was taking us to the barber college and... Um, you know, we were, then when we got a chance to go to to the nicest shop that we had in my hometown, it was always such a long wait. Okay. Uh, and then we, you know it was, it was three boys, so it was three of us. So my mom really didn't want to spend the money to get our hair cut. You know, she would even cut our hair sometimes. Okay. So you know how that is, Man, yeah. right? It's like it can be a sheesh. nightmare. Right. right. So it was like you know, it's like you know, mom, you know, give me some clippers and. You know, ironically, my cousin was a barber, okay. and I found out later uh, when my grandfather passed that I didn't know. Found out that his, uh, I want to say his nephew or his brother was a, was a barber. Okay. So I knew his, I knew him, but I didn't know he was my family. So I didn't even realize that barbering was actually in my DNA. You know, so the one cousin that I did know that was a barber, he actually bought my first pair of clippers, uh, which was the. Uh, Andy's master. Okay. And uh, my mom got me some edges, some trimmers. She bought them through my cousin, and I started at 12, man, cutting my dad, mom, my brothers, you know, uh, jacking everybody up. 
Right, 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 you know, right. But, getting your reps in. Yeah, yeah, you know, but such a small city, I'm related to everyone. I really, I really got a chance to cut a lot of people. Okay. You know, even today, you know, when those family members and friends, classmates look back, they're like, yo, bro, you was cutting me like in eighth grade. I remember now I'm seeing where you are. And it's crazy because I never would imagine me being where I met off of my hands, right? You know, so professionally, I've been cutting, you know, 12. Once again, I'm 37, just had a birthday. So um, quite a bit of time, right? right you know, right, but, right. but sure. licensed uh, 16 years. Wow. That say a lot, though. Yeah, 16 years. Yeah. Cool, cool. And I'm not just a barber. I'm a barber, cosmetologist, uh, licensed Ed educator, educator. Yeah. for both. Um, and a doctor. I have my doctoral in this field. Okay. Uh, uh, have my, I don't know what you want, a certification for hair replacement and S&P as well. Wow. So I do a lot. Man, so yeah. once you, you know, once you realize that you had a gift, right? Mm -hmm. That you had a, a real niche for this, like, what was your, what was your next step, man? How long did it take you to go and get, get licensed? Uh, so for me, I actually went to college. Uh, went to college because I went to school for electrical engineering. Okay. And uh, like I said, I've been cutting hair the entire time. So my junior year, you know, I was working and cutting hair and going to school. And everybody I cut was just like, man, you need to, you know, I've never seen anybody this good with no license. You should go to school. And I'm like, like, barbers don't make any money. You mm -hmm. know, where I'm from, it was, five, it was charging five bucks haircut. Mm -hmm. Where I'm from, you know. So I met this, you know, a guy that I do look up to, Mr. Washington, Arlo Washington. I mm -hmm. remember hearing his name, and uh, I was like, you know what? I heard what he was doing. He was doing great things in the industry. And I was like, you know what? I should go to school. So I decided to go to school. So it was, I mean, I dropped out of college really? to go to barber school. And you were pursuing an engineering degree? I was. Really? And you were in your junior year? My junior year. And yeah. just dropped out? Dropped out. Collected a lot of debt. Yeah, most definitely. <laughs> you know, uh, but it's paid off now. You know, uh, thanks yeah. to the barber game. Right, you know? right, right. But, uh, but yes, you know, I felt like, honestly, if I can put 100% into the barber industry, I, I would be, you know, successful, just as successful as I would have been being an engineer. Okay. okay. You know, okay. Um, yeah. So I see you mentioned, you mentioned Arlo. When you did leave school and you went to pursue the barber and uh, went to get your license, did you go to uh -huh. Arlo's school? No, actually his school wasn't open at the time. But okay. I also, you know, d during his time of opening, I helped him with the opening process. Really? You know? Yeah, most definitely. Because okay. I, I, I was honored to cut Mr. Washington's hair when I was in barber school. So I attended, shout out to New Tyler, okay. Barber Mr. College. Mr. Ricky. Yeah. yeah, Mr. Ricky Bryant yeah. and Mr. Daniel Bryant. Yeah. I came up under Mr. Daniel, mm -hmm. you know. And uh, Rick was, you know, taking over as well at the time. And okay. he was on me tough because I was a knucklehead, late every day to school. Yeah. Will was my instructor. Okay. But I also had been knowing Will as a kid. So when I came to barber school, it was like, he was like, oh, man, dude, you about to finally come to school? I'm like, yeah, man. He's like, oh, dude, you're going to kill the game. So, you know, I came through new time. My, my class and the people, a few classes like before me and after me, we really had some really elite talent. Uh, a barber. So, yeah, okay. so I attended New Tyler and, uh, you know, went from there. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So, after that, man, what was your what was your next step? Did you did you pursue your uh, instructor's license after that? So, no. Big, big changing point in my life, actually. Um, I got my license and it took me about two years to graduate because I was in and out of school. Okay. You weren't consistent with it. Hustling. Okay. You know, selling drugs. Um, and uh, I ended up catching a charge. Okay. So I actually went to prison for two years. You had to go sit down for two I years. I had to go sit down for two years while my son was born. Wow. Yeah. And, uh, you know, of course, to this day, you know, uh, shout out to God and the Creator for just blessing me. You know, I've had my son uh, full custody for nine years now. Hey, and I salute you, know? you on that, bro. That's, that's, a, that's a big deal, man. Yeah. Full-time father. Full-time. That's, that's a real job, man. A lot, of, yeah. a lot of men don't understand how serious that is. Yes, sir. Yeah. So, uh, you know, I went to prison uh, and, uh, you know, first time, never been in any trouble, anything like that. But, you know, sitting down for me, I would honest, honestly say was probably the best thing that changed my life. Not, not because I was a bad guy. You know, you know, we have to remember that things don't happen to us, they happen for us. So a lot of times you may be so distracted with everything else 
in life that the creator needs to sit you down and to put you in isolation to get you back focused and for you to know and learn who you are and right. what your purpose is, right? Yeah, yeah. You know, and I'm not saying that because I went to prison, that was, everybody's gonna have their situation that isolates them. Right. Some it might be jail, some people may lose someone where they're, now they don't have the help, which sure. now puts you in a situation where you gotta right. turn to, to God, right? Yeah, yeah. Every situation is different, yeah. you know, but it's like, what do you take from that, right? So, man, being locked up, it was like, I gotta make the best of the situation I'm in. You know, so for one, I always stayed in the law library. Second thing was I understood that the barber gets mad love. So I learned how to cut with the comb and razor. I'm, I'm a natural talent, right? Yeah. So it's the same thing, it all made sense to me. Yeah. A comb, a razor on the comb is just like a guard. Straight up. So, you know, I, 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 I murdered the game in, in prison. Okay. You know, where I was cutting crazy inmates, a lot of inmates, okay. appointment only, where the typical jailhouse barber was getting a dollar, I was getting five dollars. Okay. Um, where I start cutting up the COs, the majors, all the way even to the warden. So this is crazy. I never thought this would happen. Yeah. But I, I saw that God had favor on me. True story. You know, so I came back home from prison in 2012 and I launched off. My first major show, uh, I just felt like I said, you know what? I'm gonna come home and put 100% to barbering instead of spreading out my energy to all these different things I was trying to do. Mm -hmm. First show I did was, was vegan. I competed for them in Houston. I wasn't even home three months. Got on the road, not telling everybody to go against your parole and probation uh, uh, stipulations. Right. But you know what I said? These people only care about one thing, and that's getting their money and, and keeping me locked down. I'm going to get out, and I'm going to go put myself on the map. Yeah. So I drove to Houston, went out there and competed. I won first place. Went to Atlanta, Atlanta that, that uh, summer, came in third place for the finals, and got hired onto the company. Really? And that's the first time that I met a lady in the field that was a doctor. Shout out to Dr. Reggie Marble, who was the marketing director for vegan okay yeah and so you know at that point i'm trying to figure out how do i get my doctorate but like i said you know that's you know that's that was the whole start that same summer that i worked at bronner brothers in front of thousands of people at this time you you were a platform artist right i be, just became a platform artist okay right yeah now that same summer i ended up meeting exotics curtis smith mm -hmm. now i had knew about him uh from eric mcdaniel because you know eric really saw something in me as well. I had met Eric right before I went to prison when we start, we actually had started Good Barbers. And uh, that was a nice movement that we put together. And you know, my thing was just to continue it on when it kind of faded away, you know, but Eric saw some stuff in me, he saw some talent. And I was, he was like, yo, you should get out here and start traveling. And I'm like, I didn't even know that it really existed. So I'm like, cool, dope. So anyway, he introduced me to Exotics. And that summer, I was the 11th member on Team Exotics. So from there, being around P. Diddy's barber, Usher's barber, a celebrity barber, you know, I didn't take it like I want to be around him because he's this person. What information can I take from him and I can take back to where I'm from and apply it? You know what I'm saying? Because I don't look at people like, oh, he's this person and I'm beneath him. I look at it like, okay, I bring a lot to the table as well. True. So like, he's just like me. Right. So I need to come back and do what he's doing here so I can dominate and do more. Right. You feel me? So... First time I became a platform artist was that summer of 2012, uh, working for Vegan, teaching how to use proper color, um, and then working with exotics. And from there, you know, I moved around. Wow. Yeah. Man, so so actually, man, when you were incarcerated, it pretty much changed your your whole your aspect of life, man. Yeah. You really, really came home with a with a complete completely different business. Mm -hmm. Well, business mindset, a different plan just in general right most definitely um so man tell us about tell us about the journey man how did you how did you build the clientele man starting out well you know <coughs> excuse me so you know i'm good at i would say this i'm good at educating so i'm gonna i'm gonna, I, I'm gonna give you two aspects i'm gonna give you how i got my clientele okay. but i'm gonna tell you you know how i got it doesn't work for everybody talk to me okay some people just have it. It's kind of like you've seen LeBron, 
right? He's a natural. It's like, man, but not only is he a natural, he also is a workaholic. He also invests into his craft, right? Into himself. Really, yeah. Some people actually got to go to school. They might have to go four years of college, right? They can still be great at, at what they do, but they have to work a little bit harder, right? So for me, it just kind of came natural. Um, be, being, a, I would say, an all-A student, being known in high school, college, people know that I cut hair, they gravitated to me. So finding clients was never, ever a problem. Okay. It's like if I'm around someone, I got enough confidence where <laughs> if I speak to them about a service, about what I'm offering, they're going to get it. You know, so I, I never was the, the, the barber that was in school looking for clients. Matter of fact, you know, that was one of the reasons why it took me so long to graduate because I was in the shop working. You know, I had so why much clientele. You, why you were in school? Well, I was in school. Yeah, okay. I had so much clientele. You know, think about it. I've been cutting all through college. Right. So I had probably 40, 50 people I'm cutting every week. You know, so, you know, getting clientele was, it was more so word of mouth. You know, once people saw my work, their homeboy would see it. Or, you know, their mom would see it. And, you know, they would tell their sister and they would tell their their kids, you know, bring their kids and get cut. So it was just more, more so a... Word of mouth, and I still, actually, that's how I still operate today. You know, my social media is cool, but most of my clients come from word of mouth. And I believe, I, for me, I think that's the best way to get certain type of clients. Okay. I won't say clients in general, because you can get a lot of clients marketing on, online through social media. Right. But when you're looking for a specific type of client, it's going to be through word of mouth. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Right. Because somebody want to, you want to trust the information that you receive. Absolutely. Yeah. And then you just don't want anybody coming to get service from you. True. You know, you know, my services aren't just offered for anybody. I'm not accepting new clients unless you're referred by a certain caliber client. Right. And at this, you see at this point in your career, you only pretty much doing high profile clients. Right? Absolutely. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And I know a lot of people interested in that, man. They want to know how do you get these, these high profile clients in your chair, man? Mm -hmm. How? How do you do that, man? Well, you know, I'm going to take it back. For one, it goes to word of mouth. Also, I'm not cutting to post. I'm cutting for a relationship. And also being hungry. You know, putting myself in, in the position to deal with those type of clients. So, you know, a little story. When I started cutting uh, God Sham God. You know, shout out to God, Sham God. That's my family now. You know, I've been cutting Sham for almost five years, him okay. and his family. Okay. And, you know, he doesn't go to, he will not go to anybody else. You know, he'll wolf out. <laughs> then the bubble, he went three and a half months with no cut. Yeah, because he <laughs> yeah. couldn't get to you. Because he couldn't get to me. And he rallied to get me, to for me to be one of the barbers there. But honestly, I was like, I don't know if I wanted to go there for four months, you know, and just be away from everybody. For You know, it probably would have been a good experience, but I didn't really want to do it. But... Anyway, you know, shout out to Sham. You know, um, you know, the thing is, when I got when I started servicing him, I would ask him different things. Like when I'm cutting, I'm like, "Yo, like, like during summer league, like, are there any barbers that come out?" He was like, "I mean, I might see some here and there, but nobody like you." I'm like, "Okay, you know." I'm like, "All All Star Weekend." He was like, "Well, yeah, there's barbers that come out and work for companies and stuff like that, you know." But nobody doing like their own thing and nobody really on your level. So it was like, okay, you know what? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to put myself in a position to, to, to go and network. So I remember year one, my first year going to Summer League, Vegas. I cut my cousin Daryl Macon, who played for Arkansas. He also got drafted by Dallas Mavericks, ironically. You know, he's my cousin. I cut him up, posted him. I go cut Sham. I ain't, my first year, I cut like 10 people. It's not bad. You right, know, got right. a chance to hang out. I was down the strip on the, on the end, on the cheaper end. You know, that, you know, I had to do what I had to do to get there, right? Right. right. By year two, year two, I went from, from 10 to 20. These are all ma Mavericks? No, these are all NBA these players. NBA players, okay. So what happened... Sham would be icy for the game, and other coaches would say, yo, like, who cut you? He's all my barbers here. But he's going to be charging, you know, 200 First year, I was at 100 100 bucks. Year two, I'm at 200 He hits up Tyron, Tyron Lue, like, yo, we play against the Clippers. Man, you icy, bro. 
He's like, yo, my barber can get you. Cool. I hit Ty Lu up. Ty Lu done hit a couple players up. You know, I hit my cousin Daryl up. A couple of the players want to get cut. Okay. So it's just, it's a lot of different people because there's so many teams out here and everybody wants to get cut. Right. It's more so just putting yourself in a position and networking, letting people know that you're here on business. Okay. I'm here to service and cut. I know you need a barber. I'm watching you on TV. You're looking trash. Right. You know, you need me. So that's yeah. how I went. Yeah. Year three, I'm at the Cosmopolitan. Rap Brown Balcony. Kicking it. I'm at 500 a cut. They got to pay for my valet when I pull up. And I'm building. And, I'm, and I cut sham for free. Because mm. I know I don't cut them for free all the time. Saying like when we go to Vegas, I don't, I don't charge them because there's always going to be somebody there that knows him that he's going to refer to me. Right. So the money doesn't matter. He gets the same thing every time. Like I'm not messed up by charging him. I'm looking at the people I can build. I can build with. So a lot of times, as a barber, we're looking at what we can make, make, make every time from a client. I need this and I need that. And we gotta look. We gotta look deeper than just just his money. Right. Because I'm going to all the games, and no no player has to give me any tickets. Sham God gets me tickets. Right. So I can't charge him every time, even if I wanted to. He's making sure I'm sitting courtside. Right. Well, I'm in the back with the family. Right. So you can't, you know, now it's still a respect thing. Like, yeah, certain times, yeah, I got to be compensated because I'm not going to every game, right? But at the same time, we know when when and not to turn it off, when to handle that. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. So the relationship is bigger than the money. You see what I'm saying? The connection is bigger than the money. Um, you know, so yeah, man, year three, year three was crazy. I cut, I cut uh, 60 players. Yeah, wow. I was there for the whole time, two weeks. Wow. For the entire time. Year one, I was there for what, about five days just to get, a, get my feet wet. Year two, about seven, eight days. Year three, the whole two weeks, entire two weeks. Wow. You know. So what I take from that, man, you understand the value of building relationships. Absolutely. Because it can take you, take you so far. I got, a, I, got a, I got a statement I always say, you know, and, and most definitely even at this point for me now. But all, this is for any barber, stylist, or anybody you're doing business with. If the person that you're servicing can't do anything else for you outside of pay you, then you need to find a different client. Mm. Now, you know, you do have those barbers that are just in the community that are servicing everyone, right? Right. We're letting walk-ins come in. I'm going to get the kids, daddies, uncles, whatever. But even, even in that space, you should be educating them on when they come in, they need to be giving you some game about something. Right. There's no way I can sit down 45 minutes to an hour with somebody and talk about love and hip hop no. or some mess that's going on on the internet that has nothing to do with us building spiritually or financially. True. So even if I'm in a shop, when I was in the shop cutting up all the kids, I was mentoring them. So I want, when they come in, I want them to tell me something good that happened. Tell me what happened at school. Tell me about some good grades. Tell me about a good book you read. True. You yeah. see what I'm saying? Yeah. So it, it's, it's not that you want to eliminate them. No, you want to change the frequency that's coming around you. So I don't want to deal with any client that is not focused on mastering something because they trust me because I've mastered this craft, right? right. So they don't care how much I charge. I want it to be the same way with my client. He's mastered insurance. He's mastered banking. He's mastered mechanics on vehicles. Right. So I don't, I'm going to trust him yeah. or her. So let's reciprocate. Right. Yeah. That's, that's what it's all about because yeah. that's what really what the foundation of barbering was about. Because at one point we wasn't dealing with money. We was, it was all barter. You see what I'm saying? So the barber should never have to really pay for anything. I'm cutting my orthodontist hair. Mm-hmm. So how did that happen? Well, I wasn't cutting him when I met him. I let him know I was a doctor, just like he was. <laughs> You're no different than me. You doctor on teeth, I doctor on scalps. Facts. Yeah. Uh, oh, can you, you could put some hair back on my head? Absolutely. Right. We can get you right. We can get you right. Oh, sure, doc. How much? Yeah. Yeah. How much? The, the braces, the Invisalign going to cost me seven racks. This hair piece going to cost you some racks, too. Mm-hmm. Yes, sir. 
Yeah, it's it's a two way street. We can help each other. Come on, man. One hand wash the other one. Right. So mm-hmm. we gotta. We have to. The, the reason why we don't see we don't get that opportunity is because we don't see ourselves as real businessmen. I just cut hair. It's more than that. I cut this rapper hair. You cut this rapper hair, and you gotta worry about getting shot while you cutting them. I don't have time for that. No. Nah. No, I need businessmen. People that got something to lose. That's it. That's it. You feel me? You so got somewhere to be. Absolutely. Be so seen. you 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 know that you know that's how I choose the, the the people that I want. Yeah. I put myself around them, and you attract what you give out. And let me talk about that, man. It's like one of the first times we had a conversation, man. I remember it'll never leave my mind. It really stood out. I think you came to the barber college and you spoke. You and mm-hmm. Will one time, and, and you guys was like adamant about. We select our clients. We don't allow the clients to select, choose us. Because mm-hmm. you know who you want. You know, you, you said uh, lawyers, doctors, um, you know, real estate agents, professionals, you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Individuals right. who have something to lose, you know, and they need to be presentable at all times. Right. So how, how important is, is that, man, for new, for the new people getting into the industry, for them to pick their own clients? Right. Very important. You know, uh, I will say when you first come into the industry, there's nothing wrong with just passing out cards and getting your name out there because you know you know you you have to start somewhere you got to think a lot of those professional businessmen may already be going to someone that's like established right? Right, right 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 however there's always somebody looking for something better true and if they're not looking for something better there might be a moment where the person or situation that they're dealing with something happens right and the opportunity is presented mm-hmm. so i always tell young barbers always be prepared because you never know when your name is going to be called, right? It's kind of like being in the game. You never know when your jersey is going to get called. So always be ready, right? That mm-hmm. one time that Matt, that player gets injured, yeah. it's time for you to go in. I think yeah. that happened with MJ, where he was able to go in and he yeah. shined. Yeah. yeah, he wasn't even yeah. supposed to be in the game. Waiting on his moment. Waiting on his moment. So for me and for any other barber, like it's like, for one, you most definitely got to choose your clients. Because me first coming into the industry... I was dealing with a lot of street, street, you know, client. I had a lot of street clientele. There's nothing wrong with that because I still feel like you need to be connected everywhere, right? But I, I had, I was too much dealing with the streets. So a lot of my guys sold drugs, you know, they were pimps, uh, and, and you know, good money from them, you know. But if I got to pick and choose of, you know, a doctor or a drug dealer, and I'm looking at long term, yeah, stability, right? Yeah. Like you know, doctor. And, and you're gonna be around exactly and even for myself like i said when i first became a barber i was a drug dealer so i was cutting their head outside selling selling bags in back in cutting smelling like weed back out selling bags but it finally clicked on i said man you know i gotta which one is going to be there long term i said if i don't because what happened was i stopped i stopped i stopped selling in between cuts so my clients would be like the clients that were buying drugs from me be like yo man you always busy cutting now you know, so now I'm gonna eventually lose that client, right? Mm-hmm. But I did know that that client that was getting cut was gonna be consistent. Yeah. So it made more sense for me to deal with the client that was getting cut. Mm-hmm. So we gotta pick and choose what we wanna do, how we're gonna do it. I went from a, I would say a gang banging barber, because I used to, <laughs> I used to <laughs> have everything red, yeah. cape, <laughs> apron, flamed up, everything, you know. To and I was always professional. I was a professional gang banger. <laughs> no. You know, I was a professional gangbanger. You know, I learned from I didn't, I didn't know you do that, but okay. You know, me neither. You yeah. know, but uh, you know, I had mad respect from the hood. Let's just say that. Okay. So when I transitioned over, you know, I actually just kind of created the name Dr. J at first, and then so I would just I started dressing up, and I started realizing like if I dressed up, and I might have shared that when I came to the school that time. You if you if you change your your persona. You know how you look, you'll attract uh, the different people, right? Mm-hmm. So if I'm always, you know, sagging in these type of this type of attire, I'm going to be attracting this type of clientele. Right. So if I dress up and I'm, you know, I'm dressed down today, guys. But if I'm dressed down and I'm out and I let somebody know I'm a groomer or I'm an image consultant, you know, they're more likely to take me a lot more serious. They're like, yo, oh. I didn't even know barbers even dressed like that. No, I said, no, I'm an image consultant. All right, and a groomer. I, love the, I love the terminology. Right. You know what I mean? Instead of just saying, oh, man, I'm a barber. I cut hair. No, I'm a, yeah. I'm a professional groomer. Right. I'm an image consultant. Yes, <laughs> because that's what we're doing. Now, 
for real. That's what we're doing. Because they always ask you, like, well, what cut you think will look good on me? Right. Or you think I should do the beard like this? Or, exactly. What they, that's, a, that's a consultation, that's right? That's a consultation. You're giving them advice on what image will look good on them. Absolutely. Yeah. And, that, and that's another area that these new age barbers, that's, that's, that's what they lack in in that area. Because, as, you know, as you start mastering this craft, you know, when you're coming out into the field, the first thing is just to master everything, right? You want to get repetition in. You want to get your mess ups. You want to cut as many heads as possible so you can get in rhythm. But as you start climbing through the years of this, this industry, you know, you got to start transitioning into the business side. And, and, and that's one thing I wish I could have done when early I first on. came. Yeah, early on in my, in my career. But you got to start running, running a real business. So now it's like, Okay, and we talked about consultations in school, right? They right. talked about, but well, nobody really took it serious. Like, okay, consultation, whatever. But a real groomer, groomsman, uh, is supposed to know what the client needs. You see what I'm saying? So when, when an A-list client comes in, going back to the question you asked earlier about getting these type of clients, one of the reasons that they're coming to me is because they see that I have a specific look on a client and it fits them. They say, yo, like, this cut is always nice. It fits him. The barber I'm going to just does what they want to do. I hear it a lot. Yeah. Everybody's cut is the same. Well, everybody's cut isn't the same with mine. That's why it's hard for you to tell and say, this is Dr. J's cut. Now, you can kind of look and be like, yo, I can tell this line is crisp, the, the blend is nice. That might have been Dr. J's, but I don't have a signature edge up right except crispy I guess. you know I guess. icy yeah. i don't have a signature curve right or a signature blend because everybody's different everybody's different yeah. everybody's scalp is different hair texture is different imperfections are different mm -hmm. the density of the head is different facial structure so you know my job is to look at it see exactly where i'm trying to go from i get an idea what they're what they're trying to go to and then I let them know my expertise of what I think that they need to do. I won't even say what I think, like what they need to do. Right. right. Yeah. If someone, hey, I want to go to this, okay, it's gonna, we're going to have to transition. So to get to this, it's going to take three to four weeks because you've been getting this done. So you sh these are things that you have to know when you're a master barber. Right. On top of what products to use. Exactly. Yeah. And so, you know, they, like I said, this just goes with raising the bar and setting yourself uh, uh, aside and, and making, you know, being different from everybody else to be to get that type of clientele. Because even my A-list clients, they never had anybody that sold them product. They never had a, a barber that shampooed them. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah, they never had that. They never had their, none of their barbers ever talked to them about business. They were trying to take pictures and post them on social media. Right. Meantime, I'm in their house eating dinner with them talking about business and I cut their hair three days ago we over here networking now right right and I ain't post them at all it's more it's more than a haircut it's more than a haircut it's a lifestyle yeah man and an experience so and I know pretty much everything that you're telling me it, it goes back to you know it's, it goes back to the gaining and retaining part but mm -hmm. what, what you think is the like the main thing that helps you out with the retention part keeping these guys coming back besides an amazing haircut. You right. know what I mean? What What is it that make them come back to Dr. J? They don't let nobody else touch their hair. Right. They go three months wolfing without letting right. anybody else cut their hair. So, um, client retention. I would say the biggest thing, going back to what I spoke about earlier, is the experience. Okay. Um, and I'm going to speak about the way I run the shop that I had. I'm going to speak about how we operate there because this is going to show you how we retain the, the clientele. Okay. And then I'm gonna tell you what I did as a you know, young barber in the industry. I used to just cut, cut, cut. You know, about 100 people a week actually when I first became a barber. And um, so going to the shows and things like that, seeing people charging more, I was like, I need to do things different, right? So I need to give them an experience that they are not getting in other, from other barbers. So I implemented the shampoo. From there, I implemented using products on them. You know, how many of us was getting our hair cut as a young youngster and we didn't get any of that done, right? Never. Never had my hair shampoo when I had hair. Never. 
Right. Yeah. <laughs> Never, right? That was taboo. What is, what is that? That's what I'm saying. <laughs> it's a, it, when I ask new clients, I'm like, you ever been to shampoo? That's like, no, not ever. And they, and they be in their 40s and For 50s. They've real. never been shampooed. Yeah. That means that I have an, a lane that I can tap in. If a person never had this, and let's be real, it's actually the most important thing outside of the haircut, right? Yes, it is. It really is. So how we miss that? So, I mean, that, that, that changed the whole trajectory of the haircut. Right. Once the scalp has been properly cleansed. Exactly. You know, just about anybody can get them crispy. Anybody. You know? yeah, right. <laughs> but you ain't fighting with oil and grease and, you know. Exactly. Flakes. You know? Uh-huh. Yeah. So, you know, giving, you know, offering that, mm-hmm. you know, I, I made it a mandatory situation. It wasn't even optional. Right. You, you're going to get your hair shampooed. You're going to get your hair shampooed because yeah. you need to experience this. Right. My clients were saying, yo, I'm about, Dr. J, he shampoos my hair. Oh, really? Yeah, my barber shampooed me. Yeah, and it's just 30 right. at the time. Yeah. We're talking about 2012. Yeah. It's just 30 bucks. A good, it's, this cast ain't even charging that right now. Right. Right. So, you know, nobody else in the shop was even shampooing anybody. That's the crazy thing about it. And I was in, I was in Arlo's barbershop. Now, they was up. We was in a chopping right. room, but nobody was really shampooing. But Mr. Washington used to shampoo. So I kind of got, once again, some gain from him. Right, right. You know, so I really feel and understand that the experience that you create for the client is priceless. So going back to, I've never, for me personally, I've never been the barber that really, you know, they wanted to come back. You know, a lot of my clients, they say, you know, and... and you know, if I had a client here, they could they could tell you for themselves. They'll say that it's the experience that I received from him. Nobody treats me like this. You know, he offers me water, you know, alcohol. You know, if we're in a situation where we can smoke a cigar, you know, um, he's going to shampoo my hair and make sure my beard is cleansed. And then the biggest thing of it all is the conversation. Mm. I'm always learning something. Every time I come and get cut from Dr. J, I always leave better than what, than what I came in. Now, that's what's priceless. Yeah. You know what I mean? If a person had a bad day, after he got cut from me, that's gone. Yeah. We're going to have some jazz playing. Yeah. We're not, we don't have no negative music. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, we're, we're setting it. It's we're, atmosphere. We're, yes, you yeah. got to set all that mm-hmm. because people are not used to dealing with that. Right. So once you create that, and I shot Master Barber Grooming Lounge, there's a, you have to get shampoo. Then we also offer first-time complimentary facial. So now we're going to do a facial, give them a clay mask. Once again, how many men have never had a facial? But you want your beard to be right, right? Right. So in order to have a nice haircut, you got to have a clean scalp. True. In order to have a healthy beard, you got to have clean skin under the beard. Start off with a facial. So now implementing the facial. Complimentary first time. Next mm-hmm. time, thirty dollars. Yeah, I got you. Yeah. I They're locked you. in. Yeah, yeah. They're locked in. They haven't received this anywhere else. So the type of customer service that you get when you go to Louis and the Gucci, right? They're looking for a specific type of client. True. And they also their customer service is different from old Navy. Yep. Yep. Right? Yeah. It's different. It's different. Yeah. It's different from Abercrombie and Finch. Mm-hmm. Finch, even though we that was the stuff when we were young. Yeah, yeah. But it's a different lane. Man. It's a different lane, yeah. right? So if I want to be in that Gucci lane, mm-hmm. that Louis lane, yeah. now I created my own lane, the Dr. J lane. Thanks, thanks. Yeah, Dr. J, that guy, yeah, they already know it's going to cost you. Yeah. Because I built that name for that. Mm-hmm. I'm also going to dress in the way I need to be dressing to charge that type of money. Yeah, yeah, my barber look like money. Absolutely. Yeah. I might be in a tuxedo today. Yeah. <laughs> like, yo, you cutting hair? Yeah, absolutely. Nice. I'm grooming today. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, in the suit. Then I might have my dad might be in my scrubs. Like a real doctor. Right, right. Yeah, you are a real doctor. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Shout out to the most high for that. I did yeah. get the doctoral. Yeah. You know, didn't, you know, it's a blessing, man. You know? Nice. Yes, sir. Nice. Man. So that's how you keep these clients coming back, man. You really gotta, you gotta, you gotta stick them. And let me tell you, once they can come, you know, if they go somewhere else, guess what happens? They'll find their the way same. back. It ain't the same. Yeah, it's not the same. So they'll find their way back. 
And a lot of people that, if I have lost them, they was lost because maybe they couldn't afford me anymore. Uh, situation changed in their life where, you know, they're dealing with some things. And I wouldn't even say they just couldn't afford me. Maybe some things in their life changed, shifted, where they're on the budget right now. Because I've had clients say, look, Doc, I know you went up on the price. I want to pay, but right now I'm working on this. So, you know, I can come maybe once a month. Right, right. Then I got those clients that say, I don't care what you charge. Then I also had clients that I had to cut off, but send them to someone that I've trained because they want to stay within the master barber circle, right? Someone I trained right. that's, that's going to treat them the same way. Right. So I filter them through them. And then some people just ain't meant to go along with your journey. That's true. Everybody can't go with you. Everybody man. can't go with you. No, they can't. But and the I'm ones that really trust you and support you, they're going to rock with you no matter what That'd because be you supporting them. Mm-hmm. I'm not just cutting my client. Like, I want to know, hey, man, how's work going? Are you are you graduating? Yeah. You know, are you? Yeah, my client come in. Man, I just got a raise, doc. Yeah. They just paid me extra 30 G's a year. Yeah. I'm like, oh, I know what that means. You sure right. Yeah. I'm about to give you some extra money. Because if it wasn't for you with this nice haircut every day, yeah. I wouldn't have been able to get it. It's true. I'm just, you know, yeah. this is just what it is. When they elevate, we elevate. We all elevate together, yeah. right? And it's motivation for each of us. It is, man. Yeah. It's so good, bro, when Come you on. see your iron clients. Man, it's so good. It's a great feeling. Yeah. You know, so that's how you keep them, though, man. That's why, you know, you'll never have to worry about that problem if you're doing what you need to do, if you're being 100 to yourself, if you if you have your loyalty to your clients and, and, and showing them that you want to grow. That's another big thing. Always, always trying to grow. Because it's one thing I can tell y'all all about. I'm offering this stuff, but it's like, you know, you know, why do they want to pay you though? Because every day, or every time I see them, every week or every month, I'm letting them know about something that I just learned. If I get a new tool, yo, I just, I just got these new clippers today. They're like, yeah, these new trimmers. There's two hundred dollars. They're like, oh, yo, them jokers must be nice. Oh, here, I can't wait to use them. Yeah. <laughs> I just went and took a class yeah. on. On, on facials. Right, right. Getting your skin better. Right. Yeah, what you learn? I can't wait. First time it's gonna be comp, man. I got want to try this new product. Yeah. You steady, got steady making progress. Right. People want to see their barber right. making progress. They don't want to see the same person they were dealing with year one and year ten and being the same. That's ridiculous. And you become stagnant. You don't want to see. Matter of fact, you don't want to deal with anybody that's in the same position. Not even your own. Let me say your own lady, right. your own children. Right. If they're the same person that they were three years ago, right. what it's are a, we doing? It's a, it's a problem. It's a problem. Right. We got to continue to grow. If you we, ain't growing, you you dead. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Man, so Doc, let me let me hit you with this one, man. Um, mm -hmm. What are what are some of your your dreams, goals, and aspirations moving forward, man? What's some of the some of the goals you're trying to knock out in the next three to five years? Um, like I said, main thing is uh, focus on the school um, um, out here. I, wanna, I most definitely want to try to open uh, two campuses. Um, also working on the Trade Center. So I've um, been working with the city of DeSoto right now with that. And uh, that's been going good. So what we're going to do is bring back the trades into our community, um, centered by the barbering. So we'll have a school, a barber school. We'll have salon suites. Um, like a sports clips, but black owned, you know, where barbers, when they come out of school, they can get a lot of traffic in, mm -hmm. put them on commission, uh, where they can get the repetition. They can learn the building blocks of being a barber, right. a professional groomer, right. you know, uh, from there, you know, plumbing, uh, electrician, uh, if you want to be a builder, right. uh, if you want to do insurance. Uh, teeth whiting, dental. Yeah, you, you know, we have all those trades set up in one center. Okay. So we're so we're you know really rebuilding the community. So uh, we're actually working on that now. So you know that's going to be probably a large project over the next few years. Right. I uh, said it before, man. I'm gonna say it again. You always a few steps ahead, man. Because I look at us as a, a society, man. We're gravitating back in that direction. Mm -hmm. More people leaning towards trades, man, right. over. The traditional route going Absolutely. to college, you know what I mean? Because mm -hmm. people are realizing that I can make more with my hands, you know what I mean? Yeah. Versus going and doing four years, maybe six years in college yeah. and getting Absolutely. a degree. Yeah. And most of the time, they don't even use it. Yeah, absolutely. You know? Absolutely. And that was one of the biggest things that uh, when I sat in, in this meeting with the mayor, uh, that was the biggest concern. They said that, especially in the black community uh, or African-American community, that a lot of kids 
Uh, they don't want to go to college. Uh, a lot of people that have went to college are not in their field. Uh, and then you're leaving with a lot of debt. That's it. You know, That's so, you know, I think at this point is, is you know, at this time is really up to us. And when I say us, I'm speaking to us as barbers. Excuse me. To um, because we, we we're the first we're like on the front line here because we have access to everybody. We right. Do. A lot of people. And so. You know, we're able to see those kids before they become adults Man. and get them advice. That's real. That's Pick real. their brain and see, like, you oh. know, what are you trying to do when you get older? Yeah. What interests you? Right. Yeah. And you can really help guide them because you usually have a client that's probably mastered or in that field that may even want to say help and do that. For real. So it's now like, how do we merge this to where we're using what we do best to help the community and bring artists together as a whole? I love it. You see what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. So, like I said, this thing is bigger than just cutting some hair. You know, that's cool, but I'm not, honestly, I'm, I'm here to handle business and change change the world, you know? Change where I'm at first. Right. Uh, and, and then allow what I'm doing to filter to someone else, to feed off to someone else so we can do this nationwide. Because not only am I going to do it here, I'm going to do it back at home as well. I got to come home and do something because yeah, I would feel like, that I failed if I can't come back to a, to a place where I revolutionize the game yeah. and don't do anything besides have my name. It's only right. Like, I got to have my name stamped on the building somewhere. Yeah. Absolutely. So, so that's, my, that's my biggest goal for uh, the next, you know, next three years. Um, just really working on that. Uh, I'm, I'm going to kind of step back from all the traveling to really, you know, focus on my plan. Uh, looking at buying, buying some properties. I'm in the real estate industry. Uh, buying land and and things like that. So just expanding my entrepreneurship portfolio, you know, um, just really expanding that and just, you know, being more business oriented, you know what I mean? Um, setting up insurance policies and things like that. Okay. A lot of different things I wish I would have known years ago, but, yeah. you know, I, I'm also, I love to help people. So my thing is, you know, teaching seminars, you know what I'm saying? Going out and traveling and mainly educating. I got so if it's not at the school, you know, even at my school, you have education for, you know, uh, uh, for insurance to, to, to the proper insurance to start building wealth. Uh, you would have a curriculum for, um, you know, different things, how, how to start your LLC, uh, your nonprofit. Okay. All that would be a part of the Master Barber Academy because those are things that barbers don't know. So once we once we get our license, we want to go work, but you want to open up a shop. But you should have already had your LLC, right? Right. Yeah. Some people say, "Well, no, I didn't. I, I didn't know I was going to be a business owner." You every self-employed business you, owner. You, exactly. You your own boss. Right. <laughs> so you need to you need to have the LLC, and you actually need a nonprofit. So when you're writing off taxes, you have something that you could give to. You see what I'm saying? And so having the LLC allows you to build your business credit, and you can start operating as a business instead of a person. And this is how you get ahead. This is how this is how the wealthy people win. You know they don't operate out of themselves. They operate in the, from the business uh, perspective. Right. You're able to get more funding. It's easier to deal with the credit. A lot of us are having to rebuild our credit from what our mamas and daddies did on our credit, and yeah. we, we didn't know. For so real. starting with business credit really just gives you a clean slate, and it also gives you time to clean up your personal credit. Mm. So now when it's time to go get a business loan, you're ready to go. Mm. Yeah. That's real, guys. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, my academy is going to be totally different. Because when you leave, you're going to be ready to be a businessman. Yeah, yeah. Or a businesswoman. Yeah, yeah. It's you know. dope, bro. Yeah. Yeah. I'm looking forward to it. Yeah. Man. Yeah. Um, so, what's, um, what's, the next, what's the next step in there, man? How soon are y'all looking to get that, get that, get that started? We are, we've already started. It's already started. It's already yeah. started. Um, I don't, I'm not big on social media with posting because I don't believe in posting, like, Everything that I'm doing, right, right, right. We've already started. Uh, like I said, the online academy is already in the works. I've probably recorded maybe 30 videos already. Okay. Curriculum-wise, I almost got maybe 400 videos I got to drop because it's literally classes on everything. Like okay. it's like I'm not leaving anything out. Um, as far as the, the trade center, uh, we've already been working with the city. Uh, we have, we've got another meeting coming up in a few weeks. We're also doing some work um, out here in Little M. Um, and the school that I'm working on, the physical school, will be in Frisco. Uh, so, you know, my other business partner, he's got the land already. He's building. So we, I partner with him 
Uh, it's crazy that he was a client and I found out he was my cousin. <laughs> you know, it's crazy. And, uh, you know, I, I know God brings people and puts people in your life for specific reasons, you know. And, um, you know, he has a music school, so he told me he was going to open a performing art school out in Frisco. Wow. And so I was like, yo, that's dope. And then, you know, I was telling him that I wanted to open up a barber college. And he was like, yo, there's no, no, bar no barber schools in Frisco, especially, you know, n no black owned or, you know, more of a urban, you know, barber colleges. Not to say that we'll be urban. We're going to be very professional. Right. You won't be able to tell who owns it. Right. But, you know, there is no barber shops for us in Frisco okay. or any barber schools. So I decided to partner with him. So now his students at the performing art school will be able to go to barber and cosmetology school while they're in high school mm. and get credit and we be funded. Okay. Okay. So it just, things that I, visions that I had years ago are now starting to come into fruition. They're starting to manifest. And a lot of things recently um, happened, I would say for the good. Um, God was just moving people out of the way, you know, um, to bring the right people to me. A lot of times uh, we, we know what we want, we have these ideas, but we got, we got so much clutter and negative energy around us that he can't, he can't give it to you because, yeah. you know, for one, you're not ready. But two, you got the wrong people around you. True. So if I was to give it to you right now, it's going to fail because people are going to bring it down. Yeah, or it's going to benefit them. And I ain't blessing them. Exactly. Because they're not in alignment with me right now. Exactly. Yeah. We're not in, we, yeah, we're not in alignment. Yeah. So a lot of people have been getting moved out of the way, and the right people have been coming in the way. Yeah. You yeah. know, and, uh, and so I'm excited, man. Yeah. It's a blessing for all, for all the, the, the friends, family, clients, business partners, business associates that I've bumped into. It's been a blessing, bro. Yeah. You know, and I'm looking for people that, that are like-minded. Right, right. That are mastering their craft. True. You know, when I see uh, uh, Brother Jason, who I'm partnering with with the school, I know he's mastered the music. He has a passion about educating. Mm -hmm. You see what I'm saying? My guy that's a builder, he has a passion about building, so I don't have to question that right. when I'm dealing with building with him on the business yeah. aspect. And when somebody's passionate about their craft, man, you know, whenever you have a conversation with them, you can tell. You can tell, absolutely. You know what I mean? That's, that's what they eat, mm -hmm. breathe, sleep, you know what I mean? Yep. It's, it's obvious. And, that, and that, 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 speaking about that, that's another thing that keeps your clients coming back. And they say, man, this guy is, this guy is so passionate. He's excited. This lady is so excited every yeah. time. Right. You don't want to be that barber that's up in the shop and somebody come in, you sad and down all that. For real. No. No. You should be excited to take on this service and attack it and do your best. Yeah. Yo, I remember what I did last time. You know, this next time, right. it's going to be fire. <laughs> yeah. You know what I'm saying? The last cut was good. Yeah. yeah. But this next one? Yeah. Yeah, because I already got in my mind what I'm going to do. So it can be better, mm -hmm. right? That's what a person is passionate about their craft. Is is that's how they gonna move, right? Yeah, makes, so, makes sense. Yeah, makes sense, man. Um, let me ask you this, man. Mm -hmm. For um, anyone, anyone is looking to get started in um, in this industry, man, barber industry, or what, whatever industry, man. What what advice would you give someone, an aspiring entrepreneur? What would you tell them? I tell you, keep God first. Okay. Allah, the creator, the universe, whatever you guys want to call it, that high power. I most definitely believe that's first because with the talent, that's one thing. But I know for me personally, I wouldn't be where I'm at if it wasn't for the most high. I say the second, one of the second most important things is, is uh, you know, with, with searching for the most high and becoming spiritual, you got to know how to listen and be guided so you know when to make the right move and when to make the moves, period. Because a lot of times we're in a position to be blessed, but because we're not tapped in spiritually, we miss it. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, so we miss those opportunities. I'd say the next thing would be Separating yourself from people that don't have the same mindset mm. and putting yourself around people 
that are trying to go somewhere okay. and grow. Um, and I say another, another thing I would add to that is save your money. Start learning business, you know, because as a barber, as a groomer, as a stylist, we're usually out here cutting and doing hair, and we, we make this money so fast that we go out there and we spend it fast. Yep. So, so fast, leave. Yep. Yeah. And so uh, that's a big, that's a big, a major thing that, that we lack uh, uh, as entrepreneurs is not having our business in order. So, you know, if you don't know what to do, get with somebody that can help you with that. Uh, but those are my biggest key things, you know, uh, just having, putting God first, you know, making sure that your spirituality is on point first, you know, so that way you can learn how to manifest and you can, you know, speak those clients into existence. You yeah. know, I remember when, when, before I had those hundred clients, what I would do is I would write down names in my appointment book. On Monday, I write down 15 people. When Monday came, I might have did five. Mm. By the following Monday, I probably had 15. I actually saw it appear. So those names turned into a reality for me because I manifested it. So really, you know, taking that serious, but then putting the action in behind it, right? So I can't just write down those names and I'm not in the shop. True, true. They say faith without work is dead. Man. Absolutely. Yeah, so you got to put in the work too. Mm -hmm. Man, most, most definitely, man. Most definitely. Bro, what, um, any, anything that you want to share with the viewers, man, before we, before we sign off? Anything that we didn't touch base on? Um, well, for one, I just want to thank you for the opportunity oh, for man. being able to come on the platform. That's only right. Um, you know, it's an honor. I always like giving back. You know, you're from the A state, so anything I can do uh, to support and put us on the map, uh, that's first and foremost. Man, I'm um, gratitude, bro. We yeah. appreciate you. Yeah. Um, I, just, I, I just leave, you know, we're staying positive, you know, um, the sky's the limit, you know, there's nothing you can't do in this world and, and, and with what God gave you, you know, we have to realize that God gave you a gift uh, and you gotta, you gotta utilize it. And it's bigger than the money, you know, like I said, like I could tell you about all the money that I've made, I've made a lot of good money, you right. know, never would imagine that I made this type of money. I don't really have too many clients that make more money than me unless they're in the NBA, and that really won't be too long. You know, I always tell my NBA clients, like, you're going to think I'm in the NBA. Yeah. Just give me about two, three more years. Right, right. Yeah, you're going to think I'm in the league. Yeah, it's coming. <laughs> no, it's coming. Right, yeah, matter of fact, it's already here. We're going to speak it. It's yeah. already here because when you're a millionaire, you already won. You just may not have consumed all the money yet, mm. but being a millionaire starts in the mind. You see what I'm saying? So if you're a millionaire, yeah, that's something. Not only you got to speak that, but that's something that you already have a mindset for if you're a millionaire. So a lot of people say, after talking, like, oh, yeah, I can tell he's going to be a millionaire, right? Just by the way he moves, what he talks about, right. his, his goals, what he's focused on, how, you know, how he's delivering. I can see that. So you already know that. Now, if I, didn't, if I, if I said I didn't have a million dollars, you wouldn't know that I didn't have a million dollars. Right? Right. So, me having a million is a mindset. You know, me being a millionaire. So, if you want, if you want these things, it all starts in the mind. You have to create this within your thought process first, right? But like I said, it's bigger than the money. Look at servicing people. Because that's what Yahshua did, right? Or what people, what Jesus. He was a servant. Right. But he also was a businessman. He had taxpayers on deck. He had he had electricians on deck. Right, right. He had guys that were that was old preachers on deck. Right. Then he also had convicts on deck. Right, 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 right. He had a little bit of everybody on deck. He was politicking with everybody. So he can use everybody. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. So you have to do the same thing, but realize that you've been put here to serve. That's it. The greatest among you will be your service, man. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. The blessings about it is is the blessing about it is it come it just so happened to come with some monetary value. True, true. And you get compensated well. True, we can live a nice life. Now. Right, but yeah. everything isn't about money. You right, know, right. I always I always say, is it the money that you need to survive? Or if you had everything that you need to survive, would you need the money? Mm. Uh, Dr. J signing off, man. I appreciate the blessings, the opportunity. Uh, make sure you guys follow me and tap in. 
on all social media platforms, Dr. J Master Barber, D-R-J-A-Y Master Barber. Make sure you click on the link tree, you tap into the academy, the banking course, uh, and if you need a consultation as well, just tap in, man, follow. And hit me up if you, uh, you're trying to put something together, you need some help or some guidance. I love helping, helping others, though, when I can, you know what I'm saying? So once again, just a, a blessing and an honor, man, to come on the show. I appreciate you and looking forward to uh, actually doing doing this again. For you sure, know? Yes, sir. And helping you with your situation as much as I can, brother. So I appreciate it. We appreciate you, man. Good luck on all your future endeavors, too. Yes, sir. Thank you. Wake up. Wake up. Wake up.